This week's episode of RFC Extra is our Transformers panel from Jolanta 2015. The topic of this panel is how to collect Transformers. The panel consists of me, your intrepid host, Brian Kilby, uh, Diecast, Rob Springer, and Dusty Griffin, a former comic artist of Robotech. And he's also done some official Transformers art, which he will describe in the panel. As always, show your support of Radio Free Cybertron by doing your Amazon shopping through our website. Go to tfradio.net and click on the little Amazon widget, and it'll take you to Amazon where you can do your shopping. It doesn't cost you any more, and it helps us out a lot. Now let's join the panel. Hello, everyone. How's it going? Everybody here for Transformers? Transformers and Bratz. Transformers and Bratz. We're also going to be talking My Little Pony. No, maybe not. Hey, so um, what we're going to talk about today is how to collect Transformers. Uh, first, uh, let me tell you who we are. I'm Brian Kilby. I'm host of Radio Free Cybertron, the original Transformers podcast. We, we've been doing this since 1999. So, so Andrew here. Hi, I'm Diecast. I'm also on uh, Radio Free Cybertron. And uh, just been a Transformers fan my whole life, and that's pretty much all I got to say. I'm also part of Radio Free Cybertron, and I have like a handful of these things, so I know a little bit about it. Rob has a mountain of a collection, (laughs) and what we want to keep people from doing is becoming Rob. So that's part of of what we're talking about today. And Dusty here, you're not on the podcast, but you have official Transformers uh, experience. Uh, kind of. Well, yes. Actually, uh, um, I used to illustrate for Robotech, which is pretty close. It's pretty awesome. But also, who, who uh, here besides Dusty is illustrated for Robotech? <laughs> Anyone? Well, anyone? They, they don't, don't take it. Don't but. tell me if you got paid better than me. I don't want to know. Uh, so anyway, uh, like um, I'm, I'm friends with some of the people that are on the actual sponsored uh, Transformers Collectors Club. The president of the Transformers Collectors Club, Brian. and of course Buddy from Joe Lana and all those people, and I'm, I'm here as kind of an Atlanta artist outsider, and I keep, you know, I've also got a collection of about five, six hundred Transformers since '84. Anyway, so that's my capacity here. I'm not actually on Radio Free Cybertron except for last year's episode at this time. And you'll be on next week's episode. Yes. <laughs> so, so the, well, I guess when you're a collector of something, GI Joe, Transformers, whatever. You become someone's friend that collects Transformers, G.I. Joe, or whatever. So whenever somebody wants to collect Transformers, they come to me and they ask me, how do I collect? Why do I collect? That's like the most common question I get. So we wanted to sort of talk about that and sort of share the benefits of our experience, our failures, and uh, such to uh, sort of help people figure out, you know, what to collect and how to collect. So I don't know if you guys would agree with this or not, but my first recommendation in doing this is first figure out what you want to specialize on. Total agree, total agree. You kind of have to focus on something. For lots of reasons. You can actually complete it. Rob, how's your collection going? Have you completed it yet? <laughs> I'm pretty close to completing. My, my specialization is all. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of came back with classics, you know, when they right. brought back the classics of the G1s like we saw in the cartoons, redone perfectly. I bought the whole collection. And then the attitude just, you know, passed on to me. So who, who actually collects Transformers? So if he says classics, do you know what that means? 
So it's the Transformers. It's a sort of a series of Transformers lines that started in about, about 2006. It's been continuing through this day. It's pretty awesome. Uh, it's geared toward ish adult collectors. They do take adult Hasbro takes adult collectors in mind, and it's a really good thing to collect. I would say Diecast and I both collect that. Rob, you collect that. Yep. It's in the all category. It's in the all category. <laughs> But being able to complete a collection is, I think, is pretty pretty important, especially if you're married. I think that, uh, like I am, uh, having a, a budget that you can manage is um, having a focus helps with that. Rob, how much have you spent over the years? I don't. I, I kind of don't want to know. But so I keep picking on Rob. He has a mountain. I I personally don't think I have a lot until someone else tells me. <clears throat> and then the other one day, um, I was on a. Um, Facebook group because those are kind of your new message boards, really. And I was like, everyone's like, "Here's my collection." They're like, "Look, Chef." I'm like, "Here's my <laughs> side view." Uh, yeah. And then one, they're like, "Someone quit." <laughs> yeah. You know, Rob, Rob didn't know he was uh, had too many until the hoarders people showed up and started filming him. Well, the description I was told was the uh, basement from Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> It just goes on. And I'm like, yeah, there's a dead cat in there somewhere, I think. Something smells. (laughs) That's true, Rob. He got 30 bucks for that cat on eBay. That sells. So space is another huge consideration that you you really need, especially when you're married. I Uh, don't consider that. You don't consider that? I don't consider space because... I'm pretty inconsiderate about that. Mm. A lot of the stuff, when even with G.I. Joe's, I'm sure you guys know, if you don't pick it up now... It may be harder to get down the line, so I'm out of space. I've I've a mountain of stuff in a little small room that my wife tries to keep me contained to, and uh, it's it's just a pile. And but I keep buying stuff because eventually I know I'm going to get a bigger room or I'm going to you know. So right now I really can't enjoy my collection. So if you're in a space where you know you're going to be for a long time, you probably really want to consider space, but. I, it's the one thing I, I kind of everything else kind of overrules and space is like the last on the list as far as I'm concerned but I, well I mean I, I think yeah that's true uh, Ikea is a great source of uh, display shelving of course if you have a mountain you really can't Rubbermaid makes these awesome <laughs> containers Ziploc baggies make that's where I'm at yeah that's pretty much what I do is I have a there's no order either it's like Ziploc bag figure stuff, Ziploc bag figure stuff, and then like I have shelves of stuff currently, and then it's like, well, I can't walk in here anymore. Yeah. Let me go to Walmart, buy some more Rubbermaid containers and Ziploc bags. I'm trying to get away from that, which is sort of the reason that like, I'm actually looking to move partly because of my collection. I know that's sad. Wow. My commute's a bigger part, but my collection is a, is a consideration. And uh, another consideration, and this is one you don't really think about much, but is expertise. So people like knowing stuff. You like talking about stuff. And knowing a lot about a really broad topic like Transformers is it's, – it's hard. Transformers have been around for over 30 years at this point. There have been, I don't know, dozens at this point. TV series and oh, yeah. comic books and everything. Just so much to know. It's nice having a niche, having a focus, and being able to put a laser point on it, knowing, like, being, like, an expert on it, so that if you go to a uh, convention like this, you see something that you want, you know what it's worth. Instead of having to sort of question that or look on eBay quickly while the dealer is staring at you or something. I mean, it, knowing what you're buying, the value of it, and if you're getting cheated, is it's, it's important. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know, uh, I think we mentioned this last time, but with Transformers Prime, the TV series, what that actually represents is them trying to stop having a multiverse like DC and trying to have a single universe like the Marvel Universe right. and, and bring it all together. And they've mostly ignored that. They pretty much they kind of <laughs> have. Yeah, they were like, they said they wrote a Bible, a prime Bible. There is one, yeah. Yeah, where they would follow that from now on and combine the best of all the years together so that nobody... Yeah, they didn't. And they, they, <laughs> time's not really my favorite, so I'd say they kind of failed with that, too. One thing, one thing that's funny when you said, like, you don't want to stand in front of the dealer with your cell phone out. I guess it is kind of rude. Like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> like, last year, actually, is right after the little panel. Dusty and I were walking around the dealer's room. The guy's not here this year. Uh, he, he was there with all this stuff, and he's like, and Dusty's like, which one's that one? Oh, that's a dad. He goes, it's the only time that's been released. And I'm like, no. And, he's like, and I'm like, no. I and I was being nice. I, just, I thought I was sharing the info with him. He's like, people will try to cheat you. <laughs> yeah. But people will try to cheat you, dealers, whatever. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not great, but it happens. So having, like, that expertise is important. And don't trust eBay. Well, I think my, my favorite bit of uh, eBay trivia was the Dinobot combiner. That was like a Star Wars set. Uh, so you got it, yeah. Yeah. So once, once, you decide, once you decide that you're going to specialize on something, what are you going to specialize on? So who here remembers or has collected Generation 1? That's the line from 1984 to... It sort of phased out after 92-ish. Then it was in Europe and all that. U.S. 1990, Japan 92. I guess worldwide 92. Ones that maybe still had metal in them, yeah. <laughs> so you can stab. Your I think the UK stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's one that uh, a lot of people collect, and the, of course, that's probably what I would say most people focus on. So the the value on a lot of those toys are kind of outrageous. Not not what they were ten fifteen years ago yeah. when people discovered the internet. The the movie really, when those live action movies, they really shot that right through the roof. That's before it was like. Someone will say, oh, man, I've got a G1 Prime. We're like, yeah, you too? Yeah. And it's like, that might actually be something to find now. You know? So that might be one that, you know, if that's your childhood and that's what you want, that's great. But you're going to spend more money doing that. You know, we could talk about Generation 1 all day and how to collect that. You know, you could buy junkers and repair them. That's, you know, I've done that. The reissues are a good route. Reissues are a great route. But, you know, that's, that's certainly one opportunity. Then there's Generation 2, which came after in the U.S., which was basically to begin with a rehash of Generation 1 with awesome 90s coloring. Megatron could no longer be a gun. He was a tank. Yeah, G2 is fuzzy, too, because America's the only place that really stopped for, like, a good year and then started back up with G2. Everyone else kept going. So there's a fuzzy line for the U.K. stuff that's going out at the time because it had the same logo as the G2 boxes, just without the Generation 2, had the symbols and everything. That's why you'll hear something called G1.5. That's what they're talking about because it's that hazy shade of... And they re-released those toys back out during G2 with different names like Pyro and Spark, stuff like that. People, It's confusing if you just don't know. Like, well, this is a G2 toy. It's like, no. You know, oh, yeah. but it could be. Yeah. yeah. They, were set, no, they were set to make Grimlock with, like, zebra stripes and crap before, yeah, before Tiger, they yeah, stopped it. A really, a, made, like, a, a really awesome book that was released recently uh, by a friend of ours, actually, Jim Sorensen, is uh, called Transformers Generations? Is it Generations? Uh, Legacy. I think. Legacy. Oh, and yeah. it has a lot of really awesome artwork uh, from, from, from the box amazing. art. And that's, uh, yeah, it's you can see a lot of cool things that were unreleased. It's really neat. Um, uh, other things you could collect, uh, my personal favorite, Beast Wars. Mm-hmm. 
This was controversial yeah. when it first came out because it was the first time that the internet doesn't like to change. Yeah. yeah. Transformers changed from cars and planes and trains to, you know, animals. Mm-hmm. So well, there was, was a lot of controversy was, along Beast Wars. It was controversial, and it was also neat because basically had G2, by no extent, was a failure, but it just wasn't moving like they wanted to. So they just bought Kenner, and Hasbro was like, okay, Kenner, redo something with this. So they're like, okay, Jurassic Park's popular. And the next thing you know, it's selling really well. So I was like, we'll take it back now. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Kenner Kenner was uh, producing so, Transformers briefly. There's a there's a section of people who just like Kenner products, and they're like all about Beast Wars and nothing else. Yeah. yeah. And Japan loved it because they made two series about it. They, they, they uh, three. Yeah. <laughs> they they <laughs> took overall. their original series as well, two shows, and then made two anime series. Yeah, so yeah. four, and yeah. if you want to look. But at eventually, the Transformers fans would be split, and people would speak about. Like animals versus vehicles, and by Optimus Prime, and they'd say like rig or ape, you and, know, and like they're like, are you a rig person or are you an ape? Person? And that's human nature. That happens still today with yeah. different things. They're also like, oh, movies. I hate the movies. Oh, I love yeah. the movies. Oh, we can't, we can't be friends, and you know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like start. It'll happen start. again. You know, it's people. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, it's human and nature. You live with Optimus Prime being an ape. That's what you got to ask yeah. yourself. I can. Okay. Well, you know, I'm gonna tell you guys. I killed someone. <laughs> what? And they were like, "What?" The monkey came out. I was like, "Son of a!" I, I'm kidding. Actually, loved it. I bought it. But... I don't. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so you can also collect movie stuff. We mentioned the movies. I'm not personally a huge fan of the movies, but I do buy the toys. Diecast here. He loves the movies. I like the movies. I, you know. And we're still friends. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got to take them for what they are. There's summer blockbusters. There's a lot of explosions and a lot. You know, that's, you know, it, it worked out well for for Hasbro and for the movie studio because they made a lot of money with it yeah. and it brought a lot of new fans into the fandom. So, um, that's another thing that I wanted to mention is that you know if you're interested in seeing any of these old series. I mean, most of them are available on DVD and box sets right now yeah, that you can... Uh, or Netflix. Netflix, or, they're gone, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're gone. Oh, Hasbro Netflix actually has right their own streaming service, a oh, streaming website now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. What's neat like, uh, prior to movies with the Armada stuff, that's like it's <clears throat> almost mini hobby within the hobby with the mini cons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yes. Like, you can... Uh, fo- actually, yeah, I watched the Generation 1 cartoon, and uh, they took it off just a couple months ago on Netflix. Yeah, December thirty oh, first, yeah. last day of the year. Good you caught it. Good you caught it. But you can still you can still find it around. You can probably find it for twenty bucks. Apparently, if you have a Roku, there's there's Roku, 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 Roku. I don't have one, but have apparently three. there is a channel now that uh, Hasbro has uh, that you can see. I don't know if they have everything, or but they have some form of I think Transformers it, content. I think it's free, if I understand correctly, and ad supported. Yeah. I think oh, they pretty awesome. much have, like, G1, Beast Wars, the Aramada, Energon, Southern But there are other Transformers lines you can collect. We mentioned Classics before, which is uh, really a conglomeration of three or four different series. Yeah. You have what they... wasn't even branded Classics when it came out. I think it was just Transformers when it came out, and they had Classics collection as a little more wonderful. People call it Classics. Then there's uh, Hinke, which is the Japanese equivalent of it. Uh, universe and generations. People call it Chug. I. It's kind of funny when people call, say Transformers Chug. Uh-huh. I, well, the thing is, the the acronym means Classics Henke Universe Generations because they just keep making new lines. You put in the classics in, but the thing is now it's like there's like Legends and United and. 
yeah. all this stuff, and you're just like, does it does it keep growing? Is it chikungunya? Chikungunya. Yeah. At what point yeah. do you just go them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're right. They're they're like the day to day players, and the, the other time others are like limited time offers. You know, they just come out constantly. Yeah, and the classics used to be. G1 specific and now it's kind of grown. Oh, Beast Wars. We've got Beast Wars. And Armada Megatron just came out. Yeah. Yeah, so you are starting to see, you know, classics of toys. Characters from other series that are coming into the classics, what people consider the classics line. What's neat about classics is it actually started as a stopgap and became the main focus because the 2007 movie was supposed to come out much sooner than it did. And basically, when it got pushed back paperwork-wise, Hasbro had, like, we have, like, a year of no product hitting shelves. So they had, they really just kind of pulled it out, like, yeah, this will sell. Put, like, so many of them, and it's like, okay, let's just keep making those. Because a year with no Transformers is that almost unheard of. Those. Yeah. You know? It's, so, a, it's an evergreen line. They don't have many of those. Yeah. Can I throw the alternators in here? Absolutely. There, there was a line called the alternators where what they were really shooting for was realism with the cars. So they went out and made deals with Mazda and whoever, whoever. Not Volkswagen because they're enemies with Transformers, in case you didn't know that. Uh, but made deals with them so they actually turned into Mazda, Miatas or whatever, or uh, Porsches, stuff like that. And they're really nice and they actually contain a little metal. You know, so that that's a series. If you catch any of those and you like that, you might want to look into it. Yeah. The precursor yeah. masterpiece, really. The alternators yeah. kind of well, brought me back world. in yeah. and um, bridged me into more Transformers series because I originally started with the uh, Generation 1 reissues at Toys R Us because I was like, oh, they're cool. You know, I had some of them when I was a kid. I started buying them, and I think they hit kind of the same time as alternators were starting. And... I used to collect the die-cast metal cars, and the, most of the ones I collected were 118th scale. Well, the alternators were 124th scale. They were actually scaled cars, uh, which was neat about the alternator series. The transformations sometimes people found were a little difficult. They're yep. complex. But They're a little bit cookie-cutter compared to each other, but still, it's a, it, they took classic, classic characters and made them all new and good. And if so you like, if you like die-cast metal in Japan, they are also called Binoltech or Binartech, depending on your translation. Binotech. And uh, those, those are completely metal. Right? Those are completely now, not completely. Yeah, but. yeah, so those are metal. Uh, and that turned into uh, another couple of lines, actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, asterisk, final take asterisk, yeah, which included little figurines, and that led to kiss players, which I'm not going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't Google that. <laughs> it's a Transformers toy line that comes with a little plastic figurine of a scantily clad girl, and the Transformer yeah. kisses her. Yeah. No joke. It's, it's yeah. disturbing, but at the time, the, the international market's different than here. In Japan, it's either small children or adults, and there's no leeway in between when it comes to robot toys. So basically, Takara had merch with Tomy at right around the time, and Tomy's bride is, let's hit the, this particular area. Let's hit the creepy segment of the that, fandom. Yeah, it's, or the manga. <laughs> and then, like, if you speak to someone who actually is from around there, they're like, don't bring that up. Like, yeah. Yeah. everyone there was like, not playing. Essentially, yeah. you would get an Optimus Prime who has a little anime sits on his shoulder and gives him a kiss every now and then so he powers up. And then there was a comic about it. And, and a radio play. It's horrible, <laughs> yeah. But the, the most yeah. uh, uh, notable thing about it, though, was 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 the last, I think, use of the Fortress Maximus mold up until the current reissue. Wow. Was, they put back out. Oh, did they do that? I didn't know that. Yeah, he was at uh, Brave Grand Max from Red. Mm. 
they really or Brave Max like, from Red, Brave Max from from Car Robots, the Jap- 2000 era Japanese line. Um, the Fortress Maximal, I think it was like a contest. It was like I think it was, it was just some leftovers. They put yeah. like a sticker on the box or whatever to notify it's part of the Kiss Play line. But yeah, it's like I think five of them because that's they, creepy. They did a unifying <laughs> at this time. We're like everything in Japan is all one continuous series. They, they shoehorn everything together. Yeah, and that, they did it there, and that was the whole point of that. And that's pretty much the most notable thing about that creepiness was, is like, if you really want to keep up with certain things, <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like okay, Fortress, uh, Fortress Maximus is really expensive if he's G1 or Japanese, this, that, that. But then you're going to see the Brave Max. It's Brave Max, right? Brave Max. We're about to There's disguise. like three different releases of them. One's, one's cheap. And that's where it becomes notable that, like, we're talking about knowing how. It's like there's the Japanese version, the Korean version by Sonicon, and the uh, Kiss Play version, which I think is actually the most expensive because there's only five of them. Yeah. So, and, but the thing is, that's I, the, the extra. Actually, actually, now that you mention it, I didn't even think about, like, Lucky Draw. Yeah, Lucky Draw is huge. Lucky Draw is, uh, that's a, what, a Japanese, ma- is, it, it's a, is that TV magazine? It, it, it rare, it varies. Basically, um, oh, somebody wants to produce a Lucky Draw toy, so that's what they'll do. Like a special version of a toy, gold plated, silver plated, sometimes just funky colors. Like there was one that literally was like a contest of children sending in color pages, and they put it out. And the one that won was just five million different colors. Like, and, that, and they produced the toy. Yeah, and it's like run limited, limited run numbers. It's usually like a ten. Yeah, well, they'll say ten, but they probably made like fifty. And the other ones just got kind of handed out around because it's cheaper in the long run to make fifty than ten. But, but they're, they're very, very uncommon, and we know people that collect them, and they're crazy. People. Yeah, you have to, you have to basically like your name get called out of a lotto, or like you send an instant. Hopefully, they got you know it's like really hard to get. If you buy one, it's like I'm going to rob you later because you have too much money. A friend of ours on the podcast was given one randomly. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny. So don't start with those. Yeah, don't start with those. If you do, make sure the rent's paid first. <laughs> But there are others, there are other lines like that. But I think one of the big ones that we need to, we have to mention though is Masterpiece. Definitely. My favorite. Anybody here familiar with that? It's cool. So Masterpiece, of course, started in what, 2003 with Uh, MP01 Optimus Prime? Yeah, they started off as a 20th, it's but for 04 being the 20th anniversary, it's going to be like the one time deal Optimus Prime figure. And then it sold really well and they kept re releasing it, kept selling really well. I think there was one before the 20th anniversary. They re-released it for the 20th anniversary. Yeah, I was thinking it came out in 2003. Yeah. No, uh, was it, it was specifically right at, but I think it might have been a uh, tail ender because a lot of times uh, your winter quarter toys will sell out and they've got a stock of... Because they changed the one. color for the 20th anniversary. Well, because I had the original before well, the, the 20th. MPO, you might be right. The, the Japanese MPO one is differently colored than the 20th anniversary one, which is the Hasbro release. And it has a shortened stacks and battle damage. That was the that was the second release. Okay. The original yeah, the second release. original release. Came out for sure. <clears throat> the, well, the original US release didn't have battle damage. That's the one I've got. I'm trying to think because the US there was specifically one that had a gray gun and one with a black gun. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so masterpiece. Uh, there are several. That's all G1 characters. They haven't actually expanded beyond G1. Only, Star Saber is a considered. He's G1. A lot bigger. The, sec- the second one was a brave character, and then they just stuck with Transformers. Well, there is, there's not a, there, that's a separate line, though. Right? Yeah, I think it's Masterpiece Brave, though, but that was like a big deal when it came out that they're making something other than Transformers. I mean, we're probably getting the biggest uh, variation of Masterpiece right now with the two recent releases, which should be released in about a, you know, about a week. 
and that's Star Saber, which some people say G1. And, you know, he's G1. He's he Japanese G1. Yeah, he's Japanese G1. And then there is also Exhaust, which is a Diaclone, basically. Yeah. So, Diaclone is one of the precursors of Transformers. Yeah. And it, Masterpiece has definitely ramped up since we were talking about, like, you know, Prime in around 2003-ish. You know, they did one figure. They re-released Prime again. So it was basically the same figure. Mm-hmm. But now we're getting, you know, maybe three or four a year, which is uh, fairly good. Yeah, the, the toys are now smaller, and uh, I think the engineering is probably a little more simplistic, but they're, that makes them easier to transform. Yeah, they're like, um, they still make large form ones, but they're mainly smaller. They're about the size of your Voyager, cl- uh, the one that costs like $25, and almost the same engineering, maybe just a little bit better. Yeah. This is huge. Hmm? Magnus. Yeah, Magnus, Magnus is large. Magnus is large. Yeah, I think they, they actually made a point to make it a scale. But he but he has to be. Yeah. It looks like they some of the, the, the elements they used for making the masterpiece in the Yeah, I was, I'm agreeing with you because when I first saw yeah. that, I was like, oh wow, that's the man. No, it's not. Like, so you actually you actually show. got to see Combiner Wars Magnus in person, right? Yeah, I saw uh, Combiner Wars Magnus and uh, at Toy Fair. Yeah, Toy Fair. At the Hasbro event, and it does. It, it looks like there is some engineering shared between those two figures. Um, Masterpiece Ultra Magnus is uh, again a little bit different in the fact that instead of scaling him in robot mm. mode, they scaled him. It's the first masterpiece they scaled in vehicle mode uh, because they wanted the other cars that they were doing to be able to fit on the trailer. So he's a little bit different. They normally go for, you know, a cartoon scale with the robot figures. But he's a large, he's a large robot, too, as well. Yeah. Did you actually get to hold it, or you didn't get to play with it, did you? I didn't get to touch it. Did you smell it? Do you, you love it? I, I did you kiss it? it? Did you kiss it? And it's <laughs> a, they're actually taking some comic influence into that figure with Minimus Ambus being inside the actual figure itself. So... Which is neat, and it's nice that they can throw that in there, and it, it doesn't harm anyone that hasn't read the comics yeah. at all. Some of the people were right. The whole, the whole Combiner Wars series seems to be going the comics. Well, the comics well, actually... There's going to be a series, though. There's yeah. going to be a comics series. So... I mean, like, uh, Minnesota's you know, the helicopter and the truck. I've seen a lot of people around here that are confused about that. Yeah. It, I think with that... Go ahead. I think with that, what they what they actually did is Hasbro uh, presented these characters to IDW and said, "What can you do with these?" It usually works in that direction. Hasbro says, "This is what we're going to do. Incorporate it." Sometimes it goes the other way around. Minimus Ambus was not Hasbro's idea. That was something that they took from IDW and incorporated it into the toy. So it's really cool that it works that way because yeah. in the past it never worked that way. Yeah, yeah. We're kind of in a new era, you know, where the comics and the they work closer than ever. It's, it's nice to see them using them to help them generate their IP versus we came up with something, do something yeah. with it, and you're like, wait, why is he like that? That's not what the back of the box is. So, so Masterpiece is but Masterpiece is really awesome. I, I just want to wrap Masterpiece up specifically. Uh, it, like I said, it's mostly G1. I have a question. you think they'll do a Masterpiece combiner at all? Probably not. So I hope so. He thinks so. We just we just we've <laughs> talked see. about that. How much, what, that. how much would that cost? One of the dis- five piece by piece. or not? I mean, who knows? I mean, five hundred dollars is a third party combiner. I think the five hundred dollars is official. That would be the who they'd have to aim it at. Yeah. One of the designers that that there was an article or an interview that he did, and he, he said he would really love to do it, and he would love to do Devastator. Of course, would 
be the obvious one to go to first. Uh, the question is, how would they do it? Would they make all the figures first, release it as one set, do two at a time? Uh, there's a they'd there's have a to do it as it have to do it as a set. There's a, I, and if they would have to do it as a set, I don't think they would do it because of the price point. Uh, yeah, but actually, so you, you raised a point. So one of the things I was going to mention was third party. You obviously know what it is, but is anybody else familiar with third party as a concept in trans? So it's really weird to Transformers because. Hasbro's always produced this stuff, but thanks to, you know, programs like CAD and, uh, you know, people having access to design and, you know, manufacturing in China, there are fans actually developing toys. And that's kind of cool. It's, yeah. it's crazy in a way because I, I really wish they would make this. Well, pony up the money, they can't. Somebody will make it. Uh, I mean, it's really cool. So, like, it's kind of iffy when it comes to um, legality, but frankly, Hasbro pretty much doesn't care because if somebody produces 500 units of something in China, it's going to be almost impossible to sue whoever. So they just pretty much ignore it. So, you know, for people who want to buy it, it's there. So uh, stuff usually comes at a premium because of the limited production runs, the amount of effort it takes. But uh, that's always an option. You said you bought a combiner. Which one did you get? Uh, I've got right now. I have um, M3. Uh, you know the Minasaur. Not Minasaur. Is that Fans Project? Yeah. yeah. I've, got, uh, I've got Shatterblast version of Hercules, which is you know devastating. Oh. Right, um, I've got Quantron. Uh, yeah. And I've got uh, the TFC predicate whose name I can't remember, and the TFC defense were coming in the mid. I have a problem with their names too, just because it'll be. You have you have three or four Freddy Kings at a time. One's each one's got a different name. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. The the names are kind of you know they can get confusing and, and like lost. You, you buy all that stuff. I don't buy the stuff. I buy a lot. I have a lot of the combiners. I have uh, you know the uh, Make Toys Green Giant, which is their Devastator. So, but third party is an option. So, one thing though, like there's non there's non toy related stuff that you can always focus on. Yeah. A lot of people focus on like TV show characters that appear on TV. Like you know, I like only focus on the characters that appeared on a TV show because most Transformers lines have a lot of characters that yeah. are just uh, non TV. It's like okay, the TV show. The reason there's only so many on there is because there's only so much budget to put into this. And then here's the rest of the toy line. So some people focus on just off-show characters, show characters. Mm-hmm. We're make off-show movies. characters, too. You can focus on that. Yeah, or a lot of people. Uh, we got comic fans in here. I know about many people making Morty Meets the Eye shows where it's the cast of The Lost Light. And they're like, this is my version of the cast. Like, And every time, like, there might be a third-party version. This guy coming out, well, they'll swap it out for that one. Or the Hasbro ones come out, they'll swap it out. You know, It's a constant thing of... It's beautiful. It's perfect. You know, like, I wish I could do that. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to see a numbers comparison oh. on non shadow characters. You know, and, like, is there a fall-off there where they just don't sell as much? Like, I feel, I, I feel I no compunction to buy. I think it changed because it really went from Beast Era, Beast Wars, Beast Machines. Like, three guys were on the show, and there's like, 100 toys. Mm. And then, like, the Armada, Energon years, half it was half and half. And then, like, movies came. It's like, there's a million Bumblebees yeah, like, they're still on the shelf. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. And yeah, Prime had a whole set that didn't appear on the show with the exception of. The we used, we yeah. used to make a joke. 
<laughs> we used to make a joke that because uh, they used to, uh, they'll reuse these names a lot because it just it got to a point where the trademarking and all that was just too expensive. And also between the lines too, like GI Joe and everything, yeah. they all had the same names. It's just they got Stalker. Too expensive. So basically, it's like, all right, this is just a repaint a toy that's going to be at Walmart only, nowhere. So he's proud. Yeah. This one's proud. Like they reuse proud a million. It's even in the comics where like, did you hear Prowl died? Really? Not that one. Yeah. Yeah. So it got to a point, but now it's like, I remember it was a joke where like, there's a new Transformers line called Transformers Prowl. You know, it just because there's so many of them. But now it's literally like, the B is the one man franchise. Is yeah. They, it take, and it takes a good two years to catch up with it. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. Which debut? Thank you for mentioning that debuts tonight on Cartoon Network, 6 oh, yeah. p.m. Um. <laughs> so, also, other things you could focus on, AFA, action figure, what's it stand for? A- what does that stand for? Action Authority. Figure. Action, Authority. Yeah. If you, want to, if you want to spend a lot of money, that's probably the easiest way to spend a lot if of If you money. want to burn through money quickly, yeah. AFA grading is the way and, to go. And you never want to touch the figure, you just You can't, because it's it. sealed in plastic. So, uh, one thing... What's funny with that is... Two minutes. When we say about the expertise part... You know, they, you, you take the AFA, AFA, they grade it, they seal that acetate, it's never coming out. There's been so many knockoffs that they've sealed mistakenly in price. They grade it. It's like, that was $20 on iOffer. You know, like, little things like that. You can sell it on eBay for $10,000. Yeah, literally $10,000. I got some masterpiece They're not better, but they're really good. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely, oh, yeah, absolutely. No. It's like I spent, I spent like thirty bucks on this. Thing. I got that gold Lambo because it's just hilarious. Yeah, I've seen that. So there's lots of things you can focus on, but once you actually select your specialty, where do you get the stuff? So what I found most recently is, as like the best way to do it is like deals on Facebook. There are all sorts of Facebook groups out there where people are trying to part with their collection and looking for people who want to buy. The, like Transformers, what's uh, the one that Greg manages? The uh, Transformers Shark Cafe. No, oh, Transformers, Transformers chat. Addicts. Chat by trade. Chat by trade. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's a. If you're collecting your current line that's not made one, and you're in Georgia, if you see it, get it then. Actually, yeah. st- stuff on the sh- so the shelf is honestly a place to to get stuff. Not yeah, <laughs> I, I'm pretty good about it. Because I'm here in Georgia, and I like. I, yeah, I live. I live like 20, 25 minutes yeah. away from here. I have never seen a blister pack to buy more character. I have. Really? I, I saw I saw two yesterday, and I don't even yeah. live here. Walmart. I, just, I think I just either I got a mix of I'm really good at knowing when to go, and also really dumb luck. Because I'll just be like, ah, I'm gonna go ahead and buy this. So okay, so other other things. So Facebook groups, eBay. You know the thing about eBay. Sometimes you can get you can get like a, a Dark of the Moon Bumblebee for seventy five dollars, and sometimes you can get a, a G one Galvatron with a box for forty. So some yeah. for a quarter. So it's pretty amazing sometimes how how eBay works out. So three too high, three too low. Yeah. eBay, if you want knockoffs, that would be the easiest place to get them. They always have the masterpiece knockoffs on eBay, and you can tell right by the price because if you're paying, you know, thirty-five, forty bucks for it, it's it's not the official product. Yeah. No. You're gonna ask. Hmm. Yeah. 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 
the new Kumbaya? It's the best thing ever. <laughs> it is 157% the best thing ever. <laughs> I got the... Uh, uh, is it drag script? Is drag script your problem? Uh, well, I disagree with Brian because I... I He's, he thinks 132% is the best thing ever. I, I'm in the faction of it's great for the price, and I'm really happy to see combiners, you know, official from Hasbro and obtainable for uh, younger kids that can go into Walmart or Target or Toys R Us and see this and, and you know, get the character and then get four or five more and a Voyager figure and complete that combiner. I really like that kids are able to do that. Um, and it's a, it's an okay addition to my collection is how I feel about it. But it's not perfect, but there's a reason for that because of the price point it's at. I think actually the reason I like Combiner Wars is because I'm ridiculously critical of Combiners because I'm never happy with it. Like, the robot the looks like it's supposed to be an arm. It's got arms on it to be a robot. The, like, there's always... You know, each one's effectively a triple changer. It turns into a limb, a vehicle, and a robot. Mm-hmm. And only one of those things looks somewhat convincing. You know what I mean? Like, then the yeah. robots in the sky's yeah. carbon line does the construction team, and they're all basically the same toy with a different cab to be the vehicle. You know, there's always a leeway. And the Combiner Wars, so far, because I could get a left ball and be like, what? It looked like crap. But so far, I've been really happy with each. I really dig it all. And Drag Strip, I like Drag Strip. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. I mean,. I mean I- what about it? Oh, I think it looks I great. Think so. You got, you got, you got the, you got, you get, you get, you get to play with that one. Combiner Wars, you got to touch that one, didn't you? This is Combiner uh, Wars Devastator. Devastator. Yeah. Two, De- it's really two feet tall. I think it's twenty-two. It's eighteen. It's eighteen inches tall. When oh, I went, out. when I went to Toy Fair and was invited to the Hasbro uh, press event, that I was not allowed to touch Devastator, but I got, I got pretty close to it. Don't and you touch it. It's, yeah. It's yeah. a good-looking figure. Spike I'm, in the loop. Are, are the arms, like, separate pieces? Like, yeah, yeah, the arms are separate. It's six, basically six Voyager characters that are going to create Devastator. So this, that, is on the, this is on the horizon for those of y'all that aren't. Well, yeah, it's Q3. What makes it so great is, you know, if you look at the toys without a sense of scale, you're about those kind of simple-looking, because they're basically updates of the original combat, combat Constructicons with a couple extra joining Long hauls a little wider, but then you're like, and they're huge. But you got to stop and say, hold on, this is going to be one of those toys. You know when you show everyone your toys, you're like, hey, this is this one, this is this one. I don't show my friends my toys. I show yeah, my enemies my toys. Well. And you're like, hang on, I got this one. Hang on. Yeah. And then you're like, that's half of it. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, looking, you're like, I'm good. I'm putting this, and you're like, there's no way you can't say, you like it or you don't like it. You go, Holy crap, that's a two-foot-tall Devastator, and I own it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's... that's. Right. I don't know about you guys, but when it's I see something... Especially with that price point, David. Yeah, it's $150. We had a question over here. Oh. It's all on the combined boards. I've seen a few times a picture where they have a... Like, Love Metallica shirt, by the way. Sorry. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but, but where the aerial boss have slingshot, but they only have Alpha Bravo right now. Is there going to be a slingshot? We're actually going to get a slingshot. Are yeah. we? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's just the Japanese one. Well, they're at its list... When we said the expertise part is like James Bond level stuff that all these guys on news sites do for you. Um, Tformers.com. It's it, it there, there's listings in Toys R Us as an exclusive for Slingshot and uh, what's the name track strip. 
has popped up. So it's, it's in the computer system shipping. It may be an exclusive. It's probably going to be a repaint because the Japanese slingshot is just Firefly with a new head. It's very similar. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll probably get it. Yeah. I, mean, I love Alpha Bravo. If you go back and read yeah. about Slingshot, all the stuff said he's a total jerk, and yeah. he's like the, that, that. That was his character. He's a jerk. The aerial bot replaced him. Hasbro did. The aerial bots are far and away the most boring <laughs> of the so combiners, anyway. So Alpha Bravo's diversity, I totally love it. What's what Alpha Bravo is part of also is there's a reality that comes in with these things because it's like you can talk to people who work at the teams. And the first thing to do is go, we wanted to do this. And then the people who Russ made us do it. We had these gigantic, awesome ideas, and then we gave you a a, a rock. Yeah, it's like Alpha Bravo. The reason you got Alpha Bravo is two reasons. The marketer said Walmart's not going to want five planes sitting on the shelf. You know, the guy that they have to answer to. But at the same time, it's like, well, there's Vortex and the Combaticons. There's Blades and the Protectabots. There's only so much budget, so you can turn around. So, So guess what? Well, we've repainted this helicopter a third time, and now he's an area. And I'm fine with that. I like it a lot. Yeah, that's literally why they do stuff like that. Like, yeah, I really like Alpha Bravo mainly because thirty years, a couple of thousand toys later, hey, this is a new G1 guy. Yeah, because it's, it's like the classics. I, I, I dig classics. I really do. I've got almost all of them. Yeah, it's kind of disturbing, but I've got and but I'm like, it's been ten years of classics. Here is a brand new dude. And that's where my mindset goes. That's why I'm so excited about the new combiner. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I've like, I, I inadvertently become a combiner collector, so mm-hmm. it's oh, no. like, oh. Have you been voting? Yes. Awesome. That, that comes to my point of, look at this. It's like, hey, do you know there's a new Superion coming out? I have every single Superion. This one's got a helicopter. I want a G2 Superion repaint of Superion, by the way. Yes. I will be disappointed if I don't get it. And right about there, we actually ran out of time. The panel ran a little long. We had uh, more audience participation than we were expecting through the actual course of the panel, which is fine. Uh, It ended up great, but I do want to go ahead and, for the podcast, cover some additional material that we didn't get into. So other other places besides uh, Facebook, and again, the Facebook groups are very good for purchasing toys. Uh, The thing I really like about the Facebook groups is that they're often reputation-based. You can actually quickly and easily find out the reputation of some of the sellers and the buyers uh, by asking around, and some of them even um, have routine updates where they share feedback on uh, all of the other uh, folks on the group. Kind of cool. And, of course, uh, one of the the most obvious places to go is um, some of the Transformers message boards, like the boards at T-Formers, or uh, TFW, AllSpark, etc. You can always uh, work out deals at places like that. It works a lot like Facebook, but instead of sort of being more of a general audience, it's really more focused on uh, Transformers fans. Not that the Facebook groups aren't, but I would say that the the groups are probably probably a little more trustworthy, at least when it comes to the reputation-based uh, deals, because, um, well, people have been posting to those groups for years. And one of my favorite options, of course, is if you actually have a local comic uh, comic shop or toy store. In the, uh, for, for example, in the Charlotte Pineville area, my friend Jake runs Retro Reboot, and that is a great place to go and buy toys. He uh, most most stores don't have the selection that he does, but he has a really awesome selection of toys. That's his specialty. He also has video games, but uh, he has a he has a great selection of toys from GI Joe 
Transformers, etc. And the reason that you want you, you trust a place like that over a dealer at a convention that you'll never see again is again that reputation based selling. If uh, somebody has a bad reputation, uh, they're probably um, not going to put up a storefront. But actually, when it comes to at conventions, you you can trust dealers. You can tend to look for things like, do they have a Facebook page? Do they give out a business card? Uh, do they have a website? Uh, do they also sell on eBay? And do they give that information out? Look for that. Ask for that. And uh, if they don't, I'm not saying don't don't shop with them. Just be a little extra careful. And that will do it for our FC Extra for this week. Uh, hope th- that we got to see you at Jolanta. If not, uh, hope to see you at BotCon. Or, as, as was just announced, uh, TFCon USA is going to be in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And considering that I live in that general area, I will certainly be there. It should be in October. Uh, of course, as always, subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, on RSS if you don't uh, use iTunes. Uh, or if you use Stitcher, uh, you can subscribe to us there. And always like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tfradio. Follow us on Twitter at tfradio. And uh, just generally visit our website because it's pretty awesome, tfradio.net. Thanks for listening. Tell me.